This podcast does not constitute medical advice. All changes surrounding medications, diet and exercise should be made in consultation with a professional who can assess your unique health circumstances. Welcome to the Patterson Program, where you'll learn how to improve your health from the inside out. And now, your host, Clint Patterson. Looking forward to having another chat today with Dr. Ken Gray, who was on a recent episode. He's Doctor of Oriental Medicine. He's also an expert in acupuncture, and he's on staff down at Jupiter Medical Center. He also has his own private practice, and he's the host of the very popular Maximum Health radio show. Dr. Ken Gray, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Yep. We, uh, we had a chat after our last podcast, and we talked about fertility, we got onto that topic. And so we decided that it would be great to talk about that today. And let me just frame this in a way that uh, would be helpful for people who uh, are wondering if they should invest the next 30 minutes listening to this podcast. Well, the problem with rheumatoid arthritis and family planning is that we're often on medications that prevent us from being able to have children. And I was told when I was put on methotrexate, that family planning was not going to be something that I would be able to look forward to anytime soon. And then as I was looking at having to increase and change medications, the methotrexate was going to remain in the mix. So for me, I was very much in dismay about my potential chances of having kids. And the same thing can happen to others listening to this might be on a biologic drug or a similar disease modifying drug. And then they have a window of opportunity where they come off the meds, where they must get pregnant. And this can be stressful, and that window of opportunity is delicate, as pain levels can sometimes return. You have great effectiveness and a great track record of helping people get pregnant. And I think that this is going to be really interesting to learn from you as you share with us some of the ways that you help to increase fertility with some of your patients. So why don't you uh, start from that point and Give us some tips. Thank you. No, I, I can only imagine how um, fear, uh, fearful that not only the diagnosis of RA is, but then the fact that you wouldn't be able to, you know, procreate, have see your own progeny and <laughs> have a family. And I mean, that's a lot to take in. So, what does one do? Do you look outside of the general medicine for some answers? And I think I would encourage people wherever they are to definitely do some research because it is out there that people do go on, like yourself, to to have healthy children and to do very well um, despite these very toxic drugs, which take a load, well, will put a really heavy load on certain organs, which are really a big part of reproductivity. So that's what we have to look at. We have to look at the human biological machine. We have to look at all of the things tied in to it and that how it equals fertility. And what I like to tell my patients is this. I say, when you're in balance, the body's going to do what it's meant to do. So that's all we have to do is bring your body back into balance. And now that's a different approach than saying, okay, I'm going to go to a fertility clinic. and Right. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. We're, we're, because it's not like the body or human beings are not good at 
expanding our race, right? I mean, look how many people and the population growth. Clearly, clearly where we work by default. And so it's about trying to just get it back to that, right? Yeah. I mean, and, and you, what you're saying is more, uh, it's so simple, but it's more important than people can really imagine. Because yeah. when you look at the human being down to its cellular level, it is about replication. It is about multiplication. It is about expanse and birth and life. And, yeah. uh, so when you look at our cells, when they're healthy, they multiply. They do what they're meant to do when they're in balance. So we're not much different. We're just, in a, you know. Yeah, large versions. Of what's going on. Yeah. But to the contrary, if the cells and, and our body is not healthy, then those, those cells do not multiply the way they're meant to. Mm-hmm. And they fragmented and unhealthy and sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah. We, we know there's words for all of this and mm-hmm. we don't want those diagnoses, but we do know they're not healthy. And so we want to talk about health and we want to talk about balance. We want to talk about the promise of achieving our, our deepest goals, which is to have a family. I think no matter where you are, most people, that is what you want to do. Not discounting those that don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because some people do not care to have children. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I I've got a I've got a few friends uh, in Australia who uh, who never sort of step out of their careers as stand-up comics when they're as as friends also and when I have told you know one guy in particular we're pregnant with our first child and all this his only response of that's awesome the world's definitely underpopulated we need more people <laughs> right so like the view of some people yeah yeah like obviously you know because his first response is to create humor but and then secondary he's obviously happy for me but um you know look we but generally speaking you're 100 percent right most people if, and obviously I, I was realizing that that is a sarcastic remark so of I mean, course yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. you know where it's coming yeah. from and that is a view that some people think we are overpopulated mm-hmm. and we don't but, you know, this is for the, the people that do want to yep. have children. That's right. And, you know, and I'm one of those people that I, I, I love. I love every one of my kids. And I um, I couldn't imagine not have having had them. Yep. Right now, we're looking at a time when, like we said, you have this diagnosis of RA or you just generally are having issues with um, fertility. What do we do? Yep. So, so zeroing in on the balance, what is that? First of all, I like to think that when we have a lot of the main aspects of our bodies, detox and drainage working well, we, I think we mentioned this before, that that was uh, part of the system that gets shut down when we're then diagnosed mm-hmm. with things like RA and other autoimmune diseases is the detox and drainage. When we look at detox and drainage, we look at three main organs, liver, kidneys, we'll count those as one, and spleen pancreas. Three main organs, counting the kidneys as one, that have to do with detox and drainage. Now, when those are working well, generally the body is uh, representative of beautiful health and balance. Uh, when they're not, a lot of other things happen. And we're going to look at the liver right now. And the energetic purposes of the liver is to keep the free flow of energy and blood moving. Interestingly enough, the liver meridian energetically runs through the reproductive organs. So when we look at stress, when we look at toxic substances going through the blood and through the liver, 
when we look at poor diets, when we look at high fat diets and, and um, you know, high alcohol and all those things, and then we look at libido, we can see how there's a connection. Yep. Right? Stress levels go up, cortisol levels go up, sex drive goes down. Mm-hmm. Male and female. Now, how does that have to do with fertility? Well, sex drive is is only the, is, is part of that first stage. It's the body's way of knowing that it's ready and prepared for the act of procreation, right? So fertility and, and libido are very much tied together. Interesting. That's very interesting because certainly uh, we've had no problem with uh, libido and no problem with having babies. So um, I, I've personally seen that correlation very much in my little sample of one. Um, but it's it's just interesting to, to hear you say that. So, uh, okay, great. I'm enjoying this so far. Yeah, So and, and it's so, so important that it's so simple and makes sense because that's really what nature wants. It's right. has to be. <laughs> Would you say? Yeah. Would you say? For everything to be simple. We're the ones that complicate. Hey, Dr. Grow, this is interesting. I've forgotten about this, but now I want to, you know, you've, you've you know, enlightened me on this. But when I was very, very, in a very bad way, and I was on methotrexate, and I was in a lot of pain. It was the first time in my life where I have, did have very low libido, and I hadn't really um, reflected on that until now. During the time, I remember, you know, not having interest in that. And then I've not, as I said, reflected on that until now, and, and now you, 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 you know, enlighten me on that i can see the the black and white compared to you know today and at that time it's it's like it just disappeared my body said look you're not in a state to go and create another human being and and you know what's interesting though is it took a lot for you to sort of connect with your body um, and what was going on women more than men are always connected they're always sensitive to the emotional component and how it has to do with their physical existence as a whole. Mm -hmm. They have to deal with it every month. They have to deal with it with every situation. They are constantly in a physical roller coaster. Mm -hmm. So when you had uh, diseases or or let's call it syndromes, Yep. Uh, because they're a combination of diagnoses tied together, like fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. right? to name one of, of the many of these syndromes floating out there where f- at first doctors would say, you're just crazy. You need a psychologist because we don't have anything physically wrong with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But they're not able to see that the emotional component is very real, very much as real as the physical component. And now it's just now that conventional medicine allopathic medicine is catching up to that realization that the emotion and the gut, you know, the, which is the liver, spleen, kidneys, you know, uh, the yep. just tract, you know, uh, bacteria, <laughs> yep. enzymatic processes in the liver, all of these things have a lot to do. It's like a whole other brain besides what's happening in your head and what's happening in your gut are just as important. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And also have a lot to do with your ability to be fertile. Male and female, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the liver. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a hormonal site. We know that it, the energy has to be flowing freely. We know that energy and blood are tied together. 
Without energy to move blood, blood doesn't move. So meridians and the blood flow pathways of the arteries and capillaries and veins, all of those things are very much tied together in traditional Chinese medicine. So like I said, the liver pathways right through reproductive organs, Mm -hmm. right to the chest. And uh, that's why women, we see this energetic blockage every month when they're out of balance. They have cramps, lower abdominals, distension, breast distension, same pathway. The ovaries mirror the breasts. They feel a lot of blockage there. They feel a lot of blockage here. Once you get the blockage away and move it away, you get the balance of the liver, spleen, kidneys. Women, a lot of women, a lot of my patients anyways, don't even know the period is on their way, that their mm-hmm. menstrual cycle is here. Sometimes they will just be out of dinner and will come and, mm-hmm. and said, this is unheard of. I've always had painful things. Mm-hmm. I've always had endometriosis. I've always had this. But when they get treated, acupuncture, diet, so forth and so on, exercise, good rest, juicing, so forth, they have their menstrual cycle is a whole different picture. Hey, can we just can we just like park our main dialogue for a moment and just explore that just for a little further? I know there's exceptions and so forth, but would you generally say that it is possible for a monthly cycle to be quite painless? And uh, yeah, and a lot of the times, if you think about conventional medicine, when you have infertility. There are more more times than not is a history of painful periods, endometriosis, cysts, fibroids, all of those things. So when we look at those actual uh, manifestations of blockages over time become mass. Energy Mm -hmm. blockages over time are blockages of blood. Blockages of blood flow become blockages of mass. Mm -hmm. Fibroids. Endometriosis. That's all it is. Chronic blockages. Mm -hmm. Reproductive system and reproductive organs and areas tied to the blockages and irregularities of liver. Now, when you look at hormones, alcohol, cigarette smoking, starting in the teens, so you have very strong hormones of birth control, alcohol, cigarette smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All of those having to be filtered through the liver, causing imbalances, causing these. Ah, good, good, good. Because okay. I was just about to ask you, and and we're kind of this episode's going to be very. Uh, we're just going to be freewheeling this whole thing because um, I don't have a lot of expertise in this area. So I'm as curious as our audience here. Um, I want to ask you: Do you see? Do you see that it tends to be a little more challenging for? females who've been on birth control for a long time then come off it to then fall pregnant and if it is the case is it because of what you've just explained to create a liver imbalance because of the relationship between the birth control and the liver i mean there's a lot of reasons but that is one and and again i don't even you know there may be some maybe parents or individuals out there that are trying now listening to this saying Well, I never smoke, I never drank, but let's look at diet. Let's look at congenital deficiencies. Parents, did they have poor liver conditions? Did they have, did you have uh, a a lot of other things that you had to take as a child in the drug area for whatever reason? The drug 
right, which were legal, you know, or, or not necessarily recreational, but those put a, a took its toll on the liver. Okay. So again, I don't want to harp on that, but that is a very common situation where you have birth control for very long periods of time. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol usage, caffeine, long, right. you know, caffeine yep. is huge. Right. Also very hard on the liver. Right. And then Good. cigarette smoking and nicotine, that sort of thing. Good. And then it hasn't even touched on the other drugs. So yes, absolutely. You have a liver condition which is tied to the imbalance of the reproductive organs. You have to work on the root, which is the liver, energy, liver condition, and the branch, which is the reproductive organs. And when you do that, you work locally with acupuncture, you work and you mirror it with diet, lifestyle, the healing foods, which we can get into some of those healing foods, which Wait, fall very yeah. much in line with what you did. Mm-hmm. Great. The green diet, a lot of these foods are green-based, alkalizing. So we can get into specifics. When you do that, lifestyle, acupuncture, to remove the blockages, target blood flow, bring balance, reduce stress. You've got yourself a winning combination. So when you have those cases, which are very common these days, where they go through the whole process of IVF, they spend 25000 upwards, sometimes three, four, five times with no success. They never dealt with the root problem, which was the whole system being out of balance, the blockages. And then, the, you know, sometimes it does tap into, like I said, the kidneys and the spleen, and we can talk about yeah. the organs as well. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to leave it up to you. Do you want to talk about uh, some dietary things that can help the liver? Or do you want to talk about the spleen and the other organs and, and sort of um, complete the sort of the this is the problem part of our discussion? Because maybe those foods also apply to, you know, overall health and helping those other organs. Where would you like to go? What would you like well, to? Right now, I'd like for the listeners to take out their pen and pads. Okay, good. Some good key foods. Yeah. And, and I, you know, just because it's such an easy tool and such an inexpensive tool, we're recording this right now in spring. No data will be around for many years to come, and many people will find this, and that's the digital universe for you. But I do have a book called Health and Balance. It's a spring book. Mm-hmm. Well, I did all see all four seasons with a partner who's a cancer survivor and a female. She's great. And we brought both male, female components to it. Health and balance. But the spring issue is available via Amazon. So just go on Amazon, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. download on your Kindle. And it will have a lot of these dishes and foods, most okay. of which are green-based. Right. But let's talk about what it is. The liver in spring is the main organ, liver gallbladder. In traditional Chinese medicine, we do not separate the liver from the gallbladder. It's one organ. And if you look at it structurally, the the gallbladder is just sitting. (laughs) Right. Okay. Yep. So we want to do a nice intake of what's available in the spring. We want maybe some carrots, some pears, right? Mm -hmm. We want some um, spices. We want the, which which falls under the anti-inflammatory. So ginger, uh, cardamom, turmeric, a cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Those are all things that stimulate a healthy liver. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the ginger, I like the fresh ginger root, not just the powder, because yep. that will help with bile, not only production, but also just general metabolism, digestion, and all of those sort of things. So even a reflux, which is a liver, gallbladder condition, ginger root. Ginger Sorry. root. Yeah. yeah. 
So also I would say for fertility and for the liver, green things like kelp, blue-green algae and kelp. Mm-hmm. Kelp is one of the number one supplements that I recommend for patients trying to get pregnant because it not only is it going to help the thyroid, but it's going to help the liver and thereby balance hormones and nourish the body in a very good way. It's also, in our medicine, good for the kidneys and adrenals. Fabulous. Okay. Right? So most, yeah. yeah, seaweed, right? And then we're going to go over to the family of sprouts. Awesome. Sprouts, rich right. in enzymes. Yes, yep. yes. Rich in enzymes are rich in protein. Mm-hmm. Not easy to digest protein, which is great. And also to other antioxidants and, and cancer-fighting chemicals, which target cancer cells. So dandelion sprouts, red clover sprouts, which are packed full of amino acids, red, mm-hmm. red clover flour, red clover tea. I, I recommend even drinking the tea in the afternoon for my fertility patients instead of caffeine. You'll notice yeah. a whole body pick me up. Sensational. Forget about it. But <laughs> yes, if you, if you can't juice the sprouts in the afternoon, you grab yourself some red clover tea. Wonderful flour. Nature made it for us. It's a beautiful pick-me-up. Not no caffeine, but you get your naturally occurring amino acids in that. So to recap, we've got yep. your, your carrots, your ginger, your uh, your pears and apples and those sort of things in the springtime. Um, a lot of the things that are naturally available there. You want your uh, sort of pungent spices, which are very good to keep the detoxing going. And um, I think. Of course, you want to eat a little bit lighter. As nature changes, you're going from eating a heavier diet in the winter. So now you, t- you want to lighten up. And juicing is going to be helpful for you to do that as well. Juicing is not smoothies. Smoothies generally is going to be a lot of fibrous right. material mixed up with the nutrients. Juicing is taking the fiber out. You can still use it. You can bake it, what have you, if you don't want to waste. But we want to just ease the body, just give it the nutrients and let the digestion processes sort of calm down from all those rich, heavy, fatty, mm-hmm. holiday foods, the rich meats and the, and the al- heavy alcohols and all that. We want to start to calm it down. We want to think light like butterflies, right? Mm-hmm. When we th- spring, we think of flowers and blooming mm-hmm. we yeah. want to do we want to bloom and we want to be light so everything light is going to be a good dietary choice even down to your you know the use of even sugars you don't want heavy sugars you don't want heavy pastries you want everything just fruits you know natural sugars yeah and on the pastries and all the baking that we did in the winter that changes and shifts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so Beautiful. that Right, so that allows for detox, which will then affect the other organs. Uh, right. So yep. It will lead to increased fertility and libido, which is the spleen, pancreas, which is the, to the left of the liver, right next door, very much connected. So we want those to work well because when the liver is not working well, spleen, pancreas not working well, and vice versa. The spleen, pancreas is your center for your your spleen is your white cell. T cells or fighter cell production site, lymph system site. It's energetically in charge of keeping uh, its transformation and transportation nutrients. So it is the uh, stove to the pot of soup, which is your stomach. So without that, if it's not balanced, if it's not working well, you won't have good muscle energy. You won't have good much energy at all. You won't be able to process what you take in and make it into the energy that you need and the blood that you need. So it transforms what you mm-hmm. take in into mm-hmm. blood energy. 
simple. Mm-hmm. And it's also a site for keeping the lymph system and all the things going, which is your to get all the toxins out. Right, right. Okay? And then you've got your kidneys. And the kidneys are your powerhouse. It's your site for reproduction because it also is the house of yin and yang, we call it. And interestingly enough, that on the top of the kidneys, we call them adrenals. But for us, it's the house of essence. And so that is where your rich essence comes from to be able to produce beautiful, healthy children. So provided everything's in balance, your essence and your adrenals, our essence, aka your adrenals, are strong and you're strong and your energy is strong, you have clear mind, you have a fullness. If you're always drinking the caffeine, have a lot of alcohol going through your system, not resting enough, taking certain drugs, what have you, the adrenals get depleted, and your ability to produce healthy, happy, strong children is greatly diminished. And if by some chance you do uh, lose essence through that, your ability to recover as a, a female is very hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So levels now that we've now we've gone through a few levels of what fertility, health, detox, and drainage, and all those, and how they combine. But we also want to look at the mother and the father. We want healthy parents. We don't just want healthy children, because a lot of times they focus so much after going through this ordeal on the fertility. But if you're not healthy and you have not created a healthy lifestyle, a healthy household, you're in for a whole new challenge. Yeah. And now, how how uh, how important is it for both parents to be healthy? And do you think that you know, this is a, a process that both adults should be engaging in so that they can get the best possible statistical likelihood of conception. So generally speaking, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, of course. You, you, when you want the best outcome in, yeah. in something that requires a partnership, you want both partners to be equally yeah. healthy and trying their best. Yep. Now, obviously, we live in a world that's still use it more as the female yeah. uh, job, quote unquote. Yeah. I don't feel that way as a physician. I, I love it when both partners come in. Yeah. But it's still very rare. The sure. male is about the work, he'll write the check, yeah. and the female uh, is the one attending the appointments by herself and going mm-hmm. through it. Mm-hmm. But I think, like I said, it comes down to creating a healthy partnership, healthy lifestyle, healthy home, healthy children, healthy family. If any of that is off balance, yeah. then there's going to be some mm-hmm. issue down the, down the road, even if there is conception. Do you find that uh, when you have anxious patients, whether it be because it's been a long time that they've been trying or their partner is maybe not as interested in having a baby as they are, or their biological clock is ticking, or other reasons, that that anxiety works against them? Or is that a mistruth? No, I think you're absolutely right. Those are all reasons why patients can come in. They can sit in front of me. Some of them, if they're just starting out, it's going to be a lot easier because they don't have all of that weight on them uh, and all those challenges behind them. The more that they've been trying, the longer that they've been trying, the more the relationship is sort of tested. Yeah. Or their health is compromised because they've had a lot of hormones go through their bodies. 
so their emotions are not what they used to be. They've gained weight, so their self-esteem right. is not what it used to be. So a lot of the times my job, which is so different than an IVF clinic or a conventional uh, physician in, in, in general medicine, my job is really, again, to look at the whole person, look at the whole situation and restore them to where they are a woman first, a, ba- a balanced, healthy woman first. Yeah. And I tell myself, we've got to bring you back. Because once we bring you back, your body's going to do what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you can't just be focusing on having a child because, God forbid, if you just had that child right now, you would not be ready to be a mother. So that's what we have to remember mm. in the healing community that you're mm. helping to create. That I'm a part of and all of that is mm. that it's about healthy families, healthy lives, mm. just achieving mm. a goal. Yeah, I like that a lot. It's easy to lose sight because yeah. you're going to these places where everything's about numbers. Yeah, it's about what they can do on paper, and that's very far from what we need. Is there anything else, or are there some more things that you would suggest to someone who? may walk in and be in that scenario. They've tried for 18 months. They're looking at paying a lot of money for getting the in vitro fertilization or, you know, whatever it's called, because I don't know much about it. Fortunately, have not had to do it. And, and they're worried. And they say, Dr. Gray, like, I really, really, really want to get pregnant. And you've walked through the things that you've already told us today with the dietary changes and so on. Is there any other things that you might like to speak to that person about who may be that sort of person listening? I think lifestyle, life patterns comes to mind because everyone has, you know, at that stage, no one wants to be told what to do, what not to do. Okay, yeah. Because they want to encourage to remember what makes them happy and what will restore happiness and what will be a healthy approach to things that they normally find happiness in. I mean, Mm -hmm. realistically, once you've had so many needles and so many procedures and you've failed and you have this person saying, okay, I now have what could possibly be the answer. um, The first thing is to make that connection between, okay, this is going to be teamwork. Yep be some healthy patterns we can establish in your life. One of the first things I tell them is you got to get rid of caffeine. <laughs> yeah, good. That's one of the, that's literally the first thing I say as well. Which is one of the first things they look at me and go, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Because they say, I don't drink, I don't do that, you know. I know. And so then we start to break it down as to, okay, <sighs> yeah. what are the real harmful things? Yeah. Is a glass of red wine, not, is that going to hurt situations? Not necessarily in most cases. No, yeah. But the daily coffee, that's just, yeah. The daily coffee yeah. will deplete your adrenals and your chances of reproducing after you've already depleted for years. Yeah. So, you know, this idea that there's bad and good, not so much, but what's appropriate for you? Yeah. If I want to bring across. And that's what I have to sit down with people and say, okay, this is about you. There's no generalization. And, and it's so different, again, from most procedures Everything is just run of the mill. This is what we do. This is what works for us. And that may not work for you. So let's look at your issue. Yeah. You know, so the thing too 
is after years of, like you said, even dealing with RA and dealing with some of the medications, whether or not that's the case or not, but that may present differently with prior histories for certain patients. Because some may not be able to get pregnant because of blocked fallopian tubes. So then it's an issue of circulation and blood flow. Right. right. And is that where some acupuncture can come into it? If I may, I, want, I would love to share a short story that totally supports this um, before you then tell us about your acupunctural approach. My wife was uh, with our last uh, baby, Ariel. She was uh, due for labor uh, on a particular day. And um, the day come, and um, I think we were just one or two days past the expecting you know, uh, due date. And we made inquiry about going to an acupuncturist and we found out who people recommended, some of our friends, and said they were amazing. And this was in Sydney. So we went to the acupuncturist and uh, she, um, Melissa, lay down on the, on the bed and had the needles. And then the lady just said, this is going to be huge. I can just sense that this is going to have a profound effect. And uh, we, I haven't, I've only occasionally over the last 10 years witnessed acupuncture or had it myself. So not, not very, very dialed into its, you know, profound effectiveness. And um, Melissa just started crying so much. She was just started bawling out of nowhere. And, um, and the, the practitioner said, this is what you need to go through. This is the result. It didn't hurt. It was that she was releasing. And, and I bet you know where this is going. But um, after the treatment, we um, got her back into the car. She felt a lot better. And lo and behold, by about 4 p.m. that afternoon, contractions began. <laughs> Just like that. And I mean, you know, I'm always one to say, well, skeptic could be coincidence and stuff, but this was like profound for her. And, uh, and so I just want to put that little story in people's minds as you now begin to talk about the acupuncture side of things here. We want precision. We want individualized. We want, you know, consideration for us as people, not just the symptom or the diagnosis. There's so many little areas to look at. There's so many little, what do you call like in English muffins? The panels uh, <laughs> or whatever you call them. There's all of the nuances, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and you really have to be clear on that because like I said, I just touched on one aspect of what infertility can be, which is like the fallopian tubes being blocked. But what about someone who presents and they're very skinny, and they have lost a lot of weight, and they can't put on weight. And you say, oh, maybe the spleen pancreas has been, you know, their diet, maybe they ate a lot of salads and did a lot of exercise and overworked, and then they just, and a lot of antibiotics because they were always, um, you know, having colds all the time and traveled a lot for right. work. And so you can't just say, I'm just going to do this procedure and fix them. No, mm. we've got to get system working so they can put on some weight because if the body senses there's not enough extra to go around it's not going to make another life yeah it's simple yep so the first step is not to get her pregnant i'm not going to say oh we're going to help increase your chances of right. you know yep. even if, whether without ivf being a part of the picture it's this is not going to work right now because you are are malnourished you don't have enough 
with you. You need to fix your ability to digest and process foods and get your strength back. And, you know, so those are the, and then you have some people that are just high stress. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Is where they're yeah. anxious, not sleeping. They're, you know, um, heart palpitations, anxiety. They're taking depression meds and anxiety meds. That's has to be dealt with. So these are all these things that play into not just a history of autoimmune disease, but all the things that went around the autoimmune disease, be it the depression and and so so you've got to you've got to bring them from the root to the branch and show them and tell them and they have to look for that and and I would urge everyone to look into that and start to ask those types of questions. I don't want to just see what you can do on paper in a petri dish or in a you know, yeah, <laughs> with yeah. a machine. I want to know how you're going to make me better and make me the mother that I'm supposed to be for the child that I have in me that's waiting to come. Period. Yeah. They're very wholesome words, aren't they? Mother, family, health, balance. I mean, these words encompass so much. That's why someone who is practicing the way that you do has such a difficult job because you are looking at all of the extremity issues that exist and have to almost just reach out and dial each one of them back to center again. And you don't know what's going to be (laughs) the problems of the next person walking in the door. But what you've got to do is you've got to find the unique and bespoke ways in which you can get them back into balance so we can, as you said at the beginning of this conversation, allow their body to then do the magic of child of falling pregnant the way that it's designed to do that magic itself. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, it's, uh, it must be very satisfying when you've helped someone fall pregnant. What does that feel like? Well, now I've done it enough that I can walk into a public place or an outing and have a teenager walk up to me (laughs) and and their parents behind them and say, remember me? (laughs) And the parents behind them going, you know, pointing, (laughs) you know, that was awesome. Awesome. You know, so it's, it's years now of doing it. And of course, um, when you have people that stop you or still hug you years later and say, thank you for giving us family or, um, you know, or when that child can say that you're the reason I'm here, wow. uh, which of course, is, it, that's just how they, tra- it's translated to them, but I don't take that too much to yeah. head. Um, but yeah. what I do to heart is the, is the privilege of having created a healthy family. And, mm-hmm. and again, these outings, so that means that they're doing things together. These are not people that, uh, that I can say, I, I, I didn't do the fullness of my job, which is to create a a balanced situation. That's mm. what I really thrive mm. on. Mm. Um, I don't stop it, like I said, just the conception. I really start with the conversation. I let them know it's a good place if they want to cry, like you said, or yeah. laugh. Yeah. Um, it's a safe place, and it's something that I'm looking to help all of them. <laughs> yeah. Good. Someone, someone just popped their head in behind me. Um, but so, we're, we're used to that here in this uh, Patterson household. Everyone's a part of our family operation. Well, that is, you know, it, you know, it's such a f- enjoyable thing to talk about. I've had a lot of uh, fun talking about this. And, you know, the level of 
variety that exists from person to person is so great, we can't cover every possible scenario. But what if someone wants to reach out to you who's not in your local area? Do you do Skype consultations uh, to help people who might be international or, or in a different state? And what's the best way for people to reach out for you in general? I mean, I think it can begin easily with an email, drken at drkengray.com. So that's D-R-K-E-N at D-R-K-E-N-G-R-E-Y.com, no periods or anything like that. I think also social media is helpful. People do reach out to me through Instagram, drkengray, or uh, Facebook, and uh, doc, and then space, K-E-N. And and of course, a phone call, 561-746-7300 is great. And as I mentioned, I would definitely uh, have a few books out that they can download. I don't know if that's helpful. For sure. Most um, definitely. I'll get you to offline. Offline, I'll have you email me each of the links to your uh, books, particularly the ones relevant to this I'll put at the top, particularly the one you mentioned earlier, uh, the, yeah, the spring, spring one. Yeah. That's when all of nature is procreating. So it seems <laughs> appropriate that we're having this conversation now. Uh, on the first day of spring, I think this is, a, is this the first day of spring? Uh, I couldn't say our day of recording today. What are we today? It's the 21st of March as we record this at the moment, but most people will be listening to this some point in the future um, as we edit it and get it live. And then, of course, uh, people like to sometimes go through and download all the history and go through one at a time, and that could be happening anytime. It's not the actual day. I think we're fairly close, but if it is, I feel yeah. very... Uh... I think it's serendipitous that we're having this conversation. Absolutely. So. It's certainly a glorious day here. So we're very lucky. And uh, I feel very grateful to be able to learn from you today, Dr. Gray. Thanks for coming back and sharing your time with us again. If you want to uh, go ahead and, and go to pattersonprogram.com and find this episode on there, you just simply click on forward slash blog and you'll find all the history of all of our podcast episodes. You type in Dr. Ken Gray or Dr. Gray, uh, G-R-E-Y. And his episodes, including this one, will show up and you'll be able to get all the show notes and just click through the links from there. Thank you very much. Uh, this has been very interesting. You've been listening to The Patterson Program. For more information, visit pattersonprogram.com.